What's going on, brother? How are you, mate? I'm fantastic. Really good, as usual. I say I'm fantastic every time we start this podcast, so I must be always fantastic. Well, it's definitely something worth worth looking forward to, isn't it? I'm, I'm normally pretty excited when we speak, so... It is the Brass Monkey Podcast. Um, welcome back, listeners. Yes, welcome. Have we got a show uh, for you guys today? Look at such an exciting show. I was just thinking, should we do like a um intro into what we're going to talk about on the show? I was um, just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. So yeah, for the listeners, um, moving forward today, we're going to jump into. I actually had. Mr. Mark Reed down in the Brass Monkey Melbourne offices last weekend. So we'll get into a bit of that and move on to um, we've seen a great doco, the both of us, both of us this week on Anthony Lister, Sydney artist Anthony Lister. We might jump into a bit of that and round it off with Trump's war on socialism. Dun, dun. Yeah, and the whole yeah, and the whole Venezuela situation. It's quite yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting, that. Um, yeah, it is. So, um, yeah, a bit to get through. But, mate, it was lovely having you down over the it weekend. Great. It was great to be down, albeit a bit briefly. I feel like I saw you for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe all up. I'm pretty sure that might be, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> Probably was. The cool the cool calm were playing at uh, the Cherry Bar on Friday night, so we... Obviously, Soz had to head along, uh, playing in it, and I <laughs> popped in and, uh, and and joined it. It was sick. It was amazing. Uh, cool setup there, eh? Yeah, it's a great bar. It was a great, um, it was a great night of music. Really, we had uh, another couple of bands. We had Crooked Letter open up the night, who's a great Australian rapper, hip hop artist, and um, wedged in the middle, we had our old friends Venus Court. Who are just fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, they were sick. Yeah. They were really good too. Yeah, yeah. So all around, and hopefully we went all right. So yeah, you guys were great. Right. It was packed in there, and it was getting hot in there. Like it was, it was proper, uh, proper. Was it sold out? I think it must have got close. Yeah, by the time we went on. So yeah, which is very positive. Now, question: yeah. From yeah. being up there, it was hard to to take stock and account for people in the room. But where did you make it to the end, did you? No, did I make uh, it to We end? have to know. The listeners have to know. I was just thinking, like, uh, I I didn't make it to the end, but I was thinking, <laughs> I know this, I knew this was going to come up, and then I was thinking, I actually have witnesses that have me there for quite an extended period of time. Um, all right, okay. To actually show that I was there for an extended period of time. A uh, friend of the show, um, Hamish Vickerman, made yes. an appearance. He uh, did. A lot of, yeah. lot of random uh, Goldie, like a lot of uh, – I feel like the Cool Calm shows are sort of – yeah, they're like that. It's really good. It brings like – it brings a lot of people together. Yeah, it does. And often from, you know, different crews and, and in yeah. this case, different. Eight. So yeah, it's always a good catch up. It seems. So I was I was with Hamish until the uh, pretty much the end, and then I sort of went outside to get some air, and um, yeah, I faded. I faded. Yeah. I was right. pretty done. My shoe. I'm. I'm not. I, this is gonna sound really bad. But my shoes were really hurting. <laughs> really oh, that sounds, yeah, that does sound bad. Right? 
<laughs> yeah, but I was um. Awesome boats needs to get home and soak his feet. Yeah, but I was loving it. It was uh, it was a sick. Um, it was a great gig. You guys did very well. Yeah. And, Thank you, mate. Um, you have to say that, but I do appreciate. I it. have to. I wouldn't, but it was not. It was actually all the songs that you were playing. I hadn't really heard a lot of them. They must be all new stuff. Like a lot yeah, of new stuff. All new. Yeah, all new. And all gone down really well. Like. Seem to be, eh? The, 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 the um, crowd was getting into it, so that's really all you can go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sweet. I've actually since then, um, which maybe like you, you can tell, but I've stopped drinking coffee since then just because I'm going on a bit of a detox. Not that it was a huge night, but I'm just off the coffees a bit. And, um, God, I've had headaches every day, all day, all night since I've stopped drinking the coffee. Wow, man. That's, if it, yeah. Well, coffees can't be good for you if that's what, like, it's as bad as a alcoholic come down. Dude, like it's, it's a drug. It's, don't call it, it's a drug. Straight yeah. up. Everyone's in this weird state of, oh, no, marijuana's different to coffee. It's absolutely not. It's just more socially acceptable. I'd say they're very similar as far as they both impact you in a deep way, definitely. Yeah, um, in a physiological way. Yeah, I mean, it changes the way you think. Um, I've been sitting and trying to write an email after three hours, which usually would have taken <laughs> 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just slows you down for those first week when you spin it because I have had time off coffee and um, – Mm, yeah, but I'm struggling with it at the moment. Anyway. For, for, for the listeners at home, they're no doubt wondering, where is Soz at with the coffee? What's he doing? Has he had another Yes, one? coffee update. Yes. It's, the update is no. No, I have not. And um, probably keep it that way. Yeah. That would be the yeah, one or two. There's no, there's no need to add another uh, drug into the system, is there? No, there's not. There's not. Oh, got that made another. Got a healthy <laughs> amount of vices as is. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, for like, yeah. I always see it as something like that. I can cut out. Um, it's probably the easiest one to sort of get rid of. But uh, yeah, we'll move, we'll move on from that. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so we, we're both hitting. We we're talking about topics for this week. Um, and we were going to uh, – I mentioned to you the – I watched the Anthony Lister documentary. Yeah, which I also was able to catch during the week. Where are the Listers, I believe it's called, is it? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So you mentioned he's a Sydney – I think he's Sydney and Brisbane. He's living in Sydney at the moment, but he's from Brisbane originally, right? Yeah, that's my understanding. Brisbane, yeah, by Sydney. Yeah, so lots of people would know of Anthony Lister, especially I reckon in sort of the music and uh, surf and skate community because he's done a lot of like collaborations over the years. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so I was saying to you sort of how the, uh, if anyone, you just basically, it's on Netflix at the moment, so it's easy for anyone to watch. It sort of rocked me because it was just a really emotional story of him uh, following his dreams as an artist at the sacrifice of his family life, essentially. Yeah. 
yeah, that's sort of how it played out in the end, which is, as you say, pretty, tr- well, it's not tragic. What is it? It's, it's, it's sad that it went that way, but I think, like, for me, it sort of it hit on that, that idea that is it possible to have both? Like, is it possible to be, to straddle the cusp of genius or to be fully a genius and to also have a fully functioning inverted commas normal life? Do you know what I mean? That's sort of what got me thinking. Yeah, it got me thinking that, but sort of in the lifestyle, being a genius in that life that that he's in. Yeah, in that scene. Like, it's all good being a genius and if you're a, you know, writer and maybe you're just a hermit and you want to block yourself off and you can get out of and you don't have to be in a scene. But I'd imagine that art scene, uh, similar to, like, the music scene, like, for instance, you're playing in, like, uh you know, in establishments with alcohol and drugs and all that sort of shit yeah. every night. Like, it's a very hard, uh, I imagine it's it's a very hard scene to keep your, your normal life together. Yeah, well, this is what I, um, this sort of I'm trying to get to. Like, I'm not sure. Like, even you said before, like, okay, it could be the scene, whereas, like, a writer might be a hermit or, like, just be anti-whatever-social and that's how he facilitates his genius. But that's equally probably as detrimental to his family. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not necessarily the drugs and the drinking and the whatever. It's the having to give oneself over fully to the art in order mm. to realise their talent. Do you know what I mean? So in this instance, certainly it um, it manifested in sort of destruction and drinking and drugs and stuff like that. But in other cases, yeah, it can go different ways in order to realise the genius, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I sort of feel like at some point I get the feeling you just have to make a deal with whoever your maker and just go, right, I'm going for this. And in order to do that, I just have to put my blinders on sort of a thing. Mm. Does that make sense? That's heavy. Yeah, and I know... Um, I understand what it must, what you mean in that sort of respect because a lot of that extracurricular stuff sort of goes hand in hand with um, that industry. I, I know some artists that have been really successful and have had amazing family and are having amazing family life, but mind you, they came back to it at a later period in their life. Um Certainly, and not to measure levels of success, but why haven't we heard of that person as opposed to the Anthony Lister or the, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I would say that who I'm sort of referring to, I reckon they're as big as, but just not in the the world that popular Anthony culture. Lister is. Yeah, in the popular culture, probably in a more... Because a lot of the people don't respect Anthony Lister in the art world because they, you know, in the movie they said he was, um, you know, Brisbane Banksy and all that sort of shit just because he was a street artist that was crossing over to... Um, Real art. Uh- Studio yeah, art, gallery studio art, yeah. art or whatever. But I don't guess I didn't realise that he only did the street art purely because it was a money-making thing at the start. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's like it's a prerequisite. I'm just saying, yeah, 
it's uncanny how often that is um, sort of the situation. So often, and you know what? It's actually similar in every in in a lot of environments, not just artistic, in work lives where people have chosen to seek their life into work, yeah. um, and they've put their work ahead of. It's basically a same story as you know, say a lawyer or whoever has put yeah, his work first, totally. his or her work first, and um, has pursued that. Um, yeah, which is uh, that's maybe that's probably that's where we've probably hit on it. I think that's maybe because anyone can relate to that. Anyone that's been in any sort of and that's got people that they care about, and when maybe they've gone through times in their life where they've put you know the wrong thing first or where whatever you think wrong or right thing first. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. Um, did you say, were you telling, oh no, I don't know if we should mention that. You're a fan of that, of his art though, aren't you? Yeah, um, I've got his art in my, I think I texted you and said it made me cry. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the doco, which I haven't had a TMA, it's because I haven't had coffee in a while, but um, no, it did. It definitely, just his, his family story, I feel very relatable as far as, um, not so much that it's the same as mine and it's nothing like mine, but it's very Australian as far as that 80s slash 90s divorced parents. Um, And then the streets, the aesthetics of the whole thing, the way he talks, uh, and then having kids young, I can definitely relate to that. Um, So, yeah, I, I just... It was good. It was good to watch. It was good to watch. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, Get really heavy. If you can, yeah, really heavy and really, um, yeah, but just interesting to watch. I think he's, yeah, it seems like he's got an amazing wife who kept it all together, which is always the case. And people usually have amazing partners in this sort of, um, in this sort of Optimist, stuff. So you have to pretty much. Otherwise, you won't even get to the point of thinking that you can make it. Yeah, exactly. Because I find if you don't have those right people around you, you never even get to the point where you think, oh, maybe I am am worth something to try and have a shot at this. Yeah. Possibly. So, yeah. Yeah, that was that. that. It's a bit of a a mute mute topic it's just a good documentary but just fucking a bit bit uh yeah just rocked rocked me a bit um yeah so we're gonna go on to uh trump's war with venezuela a full freaking pivot and u-turn wow yeah aren't they framing it a lot differently as far as yeah so you want to give a background or do you want me to give a background um go on have you got something more well i'll say what i know of it basically with venezuela they've been in a i guess a political and according to the news and a sort of um economic standpoint of deterioration over i guess the last 10 years or something and the U.S. have decided that 
Um, they're putting sanctions on the government uh, over the last however many years, uh, which basically has been crippling their economy. Um, so these sanctions basically impact you. Venezuela has the largest um, deposits of oil, I believe, in the world. So um, these sanctions impact their ability to sell oil, which impacts their ability to have give their citizens proper healthcare um, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the sanctions have been put on them for, I guess, a number of reasons by the US and its allies. I believe Australia is one of them. There's 25 countries that are allies um, to the sanctions. And um, uh, the, the sanctions, I guess, they... On one side, it makes the US look like they're trying to say, no, we're not trusting you guys. You're running a bad government and not looking after your people. But by putting a sanction in place, it's fucking with the people even more. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's ridiculous for them to... I think it's something like Venezuela is not receiving upwards of $30 million a day because yeah. of these sanctions. and But then they... I don't know if you saw that that move from Trump to try and send aid, aid, undisclosed aid at that into Venezuela as a politicized yeah. move in order, because he knew it would get blocked and then they get photos of it being blocked and they send that out to the media. But what it was, it was a $20 million aid effort, which is a drop in the ocean compared to what the sanctions are doing to the country, you know? So it's, it's so disgustingly political, politicized that move. That, um, it is so disgustingly politicised that I didn't really understand the whole Venezuelan problem and the issue and why how why this is so serious. I didn't get it, um, yeah. but why this is so serious and why everyone should be taking notice and standing up and watching what their country do is doing right now is this could be another Iraq. Absolutely, 100%. It's the exact same modus operandi they've done for pretty much all their invasions of any country. This is how it starts, under the guise of we have to provide aid to the people of Venezuela because of their dictator, president or whoever, who, yeah. by the way, was democratically elected in Venezuela. Um, so, yeah, they've got basically, they've selected their puppet, the American government, and uh... they're just... What's his name? Quai-Go or, or something? Something Quai-Go, we should know. I remember it sounded like the Star Wars name, um, Quai-Go someone. Yeah. Uh, Googling it right now so you can keep going if you want. Yeah. So there's Maduro, who's currently the, the elected leader and basically America. Okay, what he represents is... More or less socialism, would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. So what this whole thing, this whole thing, like it has been so many times before, it's a push for a regime change. Not, And it's not about freeing the Venezuelan people, but about crushing an effort to organise society in a different way. And that different way is socialism. Guido. So rather than... Guido, there we go. Thank you. Um so what they're doing effectively is trying to look like the good guys providing aid to the country when in actual fact they're trying to change the regime so that, so that there is no working example of socialism. That's really what it gets down to for me. Correct. So 
So, and in addition to this, um, Venezuela's oil deposits are run by the government and they are sold as a government asset, which obviously provides the people of Venezuela with things like, you know, tax breaks or you know, healthcare. I'm not a Venezuela expert, but obviously that money gets funded back to the people. That's the idea of when the government runs um, runs their resources assets. Uh, the US government has said that it is in their interest financially to have um, who's the guys, um, oil Halliburton and um, another US, yeah, another um, US-based oil company to come in there and take over one of the last sort of major government-run oil deposits in the world. And we're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars of profit for these people. And I've further read that they are making this play um, more aggressively because of the shift away from oil um, as a, so they, you know, this was, you know, if you're talking about deep state or whoever, you know, this was their plans to do in 20 years time you know, to go in and fuck Venezuela up. But they're pushing it forward and they're going to move quickly um, to allegedly try and get rid of Maduro um, by any means necessary, which President Trump has already recognised this new president, which is highly illegal, Guaido, President Guaido. um, Guaido. Um, So President Trump has recognised him, who basically... He is someone that doesn't even, um, there's been no judicial process to him becoming president. He had got none of the vote. His, how he's risen to power is questionable. Um, so Trump's recognising this complete random. So they're basically saying we'll put in whoever we want to put in um, with obviously these premises that you let the US come in, give you aid, right, to make it look like we're helping you with a... Um, with an end game of getting control of your oil. Yeah. In addition yeah. to this, they've frozen all of Venezuela's assets internationally and outside of Venezuela, like their gold and their money. So the country, this is the US have, so the country have seized basically all of their assets. Yep. So Foreign assets, yeah. Yeah, so they're crippling them. The US and the, I think the pro- the proposition there is to open separate bank accounts to then funnel the financial gains made from those assets into an account that can only be accessed by Guido or whatever his name is. Uh, that's Correct. the proposition here. That's the it's, proposition, and which is a, is stealing from the Venezuelan people directly. Exactly. Um, so, so the the fact that they're doing this under the guise of humanitarian efforts for the people just it sickens me it sickens me that it's they do it obviously but it sickens me that they're just doing the same mo as they've done every time in blatant plain sight of everyone and not even well, giving a shit and not even you know well it sickened me but it also worried me that i actually believed it up yeah, until i, I up until i, I really started researching it and getting into it and working out what the fuck they're trying to do in Venezuela. There's nothing on news.com about this, about this. There is nothing. No one is even paying attention. 
No, I don't think any mainstream media will be getting to the truth of the matter. So if, so if you look into um, the further implications of what President Trump has done, he's um, employed or basically appointed uh, a man called Elliot Abrams. And if you Google Elliot Abrams like I have the last few days, you'll see this guy is one of the most evil motherfuckers. I'm trying to evil people on the face of the earth he has been involved in wars and genocide accused of genocide um across uh latin america and sort of that area and you know south america and all of that he's been accused of some absolutely horrible like humanitarian um humanitarian violations and things like that yeah for example, yeah. Yeah, any, yeah. So I'll just read this article yeah. quickly just to give people. So this is who Donald Trump has brought out of the – recently he was accused of all these sort of things, but Trump's brought him back into to be a special envoy for Venezuela. So when you question what's going to happen here, have a think about this guy. So this is titled Genocide and Other Fabulous Achievements. For example, in El Salvador, where the Reagan – government laboured valiantly on behalf of the rights and liberties of a vicious right-wing military and related death squads in a conflict that ultimately killed 70,000 Salvadorians. Abrams memorably denied the infamous December 1981 massacre of more than 800 people by the US-trained and equipped Atlacatal Battalion, which basically was funded by the US and they went in and just murdered um, 800 people. So this guy has a history of being doing stuff like this, and I just wonder how this is going. This is getting covered in Venezuela at the moment, and whether they're thinking, "Oh my God, this is scary." Holy, so what's his actual involvement, Ali Abrams, with Venezuela? Special envoy, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's an evil human. A very evil human and... Alleged human. Alleged human. He looks like a reptilian. Yeah, it could be. I think he's a shapeshifter. He looks totally like a shapeshifter. Yeah. Um, and you, you, we were sort of... So this, this is something that everyone needs to watch and have... And have on the course, like, it's... They really do, because it feels like our heads are coming out of the sand with this stuff generally as a population, but definitely more more talk of it over this one, over the Venezuelan thing right now, just because of how obvious it is and how I've, it's obviously not what they're saying it is. I've realised how full of shit the New York Times is. I don't know no, why. Oh, but... dude, all of them, yeah. They're all bad, but if you bring up an article in the New York Times about it at the moment, the title is Venezuela's Border Standoff. The military should stand down and allow in urgently needed food and medical supplies. It's not what's happening. But that's like a complete beat-up. That's It's a lie. It's a flat-out lie. It's a flat-out lie by an article, like by a... An organisation, and it gets me back to thinking, like, when are these organisations, these news organisations ever going to, because there's such a shift in how people are getting their 
the information and people getting catching these people like they're getting onto it. When is there going to be like some sort of I don't know responsibility taken by these freaking news organisations? Heck yeah, I, I I imagine it might be like like the the trials for the Nazi war criminals, like a decade or so from now, or like when they're really old, like bringing back George W. Bush for war crimes and this guy Abrams and all of them, because they they've all committed these heinous acts, these crimes around the world. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, where is the accountability? And that's the problem with politics and that's the problem with government. There is none. Like... The UN have disregarded this as aid because the US are so the Red Cross. So yeah. is the Red Cross, right? So yeah. the stupidity of the, the New York Times and articles like this saying that this aid should be let in. That's like you as a I mean, if I was the president if I was the president of Venezuela, right? There's no way I would be letting America come in and do that shit. No. No, I know, and you'd be resistant to anything American, for sure. I'd be resistant, but gosh, the history and the track record of people resisting America in this sort of instance. And we're definitely going to start seeing some, you know, pictures of people malnourished and there's going to have to... Definitely. Yeah, because the public aren't buying what what is happening here. Well, a lot of them are, but, yeah, there's a lot that are are sort of waking up as well. There's that photo going around, you would have read about it, about that truck that was blocking the bridge, allegedly stopping aid from getting into Venezuela. Like, And this is is an image that they're pushing out right now all around the world to help illustrate their narrative, their alternative narrative. And um, you would have read the same article. We read an article from The Intercept. Look, The Intercept. Yeah. Great, great website, um, saying that that bridge has actually never been in use as yet and there's actually a bridge, you know, a couple of hundred metres away that's the trade route and that they just haven't photographed that. It's obviously a massive stitch-up. And that's that's straight from the vice... I feel like the vice president was interview, interviewed on the, on the intercept of Venezuela. Um, or something, someone high up in the government who basically said that bridge does not even freaking, it's not even working. It's not even... Uh, yeah. Um, so... Vice Foreign Minister Carlos Ron. Okay, so a Vice Foreign Minister, not someone that's just a small fry, like this guy's in the yeah. government. Um, yeah. He said the bridge is not freaking even even uh, even working. So yeah. we'll follow this, and I really yeah, hope, hope there's nothing that I hope. I mean, I guess I guess the government, the US government, and its allies, which includes Australia, we need to fucking be mindful of that. Um, yeah, once they make a decision, they sort of roll through things, don't they? Seems to. Like, traditionally, that's what's happened. So we'll see what happens in this instance. Yeah. I mean, but we don't want to be looking back at another Iraq. I know. I know. But this is exactly what's sort of happening. Well, this is how it starts, exactly. This is exactly how it starts. Yeah. And, you know, if there were just... It, 
it boggles the mind that they I, I would have even think that they would think of something better as an excuse rather than humanitarian aid and stuff like that and like in light of who some of their um, allies are, like Saudi Arabia and, you know, to an extent Israel and Egypt, you know, the, the shit going on in these countries far outweighs anything that could even possibly happen in Venezuela by, by a million, and they don't do mm-hmm. anything. So for them to cloak Massive. it in, in, you know, in aid is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's crazy and, um, yeah, it's really concerning and I really, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully it stops and hopefully something, hopefully, like, sensibility prevails and they don't, they don't continue with this. But you look at all the mainstream news sites and they're, like, pushing this narrative that um, Venezuela are being stupid, not... Ex- um, not uh, not accepting not accepting the aid. It's aid, yeah. It doesn't take long. It takes about five minutes of scratching below the surface to figure out sort of what's going on. And I just encourage people and listeners to do exactly that. Yeah, mate. So you got anything else to add on Venezuela? Not really. No. no. Other than... Remember back in the day, and I don't know if this still happens, Miss Venezuela would always win Miss Universe. Do you remember that? Really? I'm not, I, I, yeah, I'm just thinking that as a, as a nostalgic trip down memory lane, not, a, I mean, not as in a deep state Trump thing, but, but it could be. I feel like that part of the world, um, how should I say this, has like... I'm looking forward to this, yeah. I'm just going to say, I feel like that part of the world has a lot of beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. Like Venezuela and all that sort of shit. Everything I've been taught by the Miss Universe pageants. Yeah. And just in general, I feel like it's like a really, you know, like Colombia. I just picture it as like a sort of a heaven with beautiful women in it, actually, that whole area. And I'm basing it really off not much other than sort of like Scarface and um, Glow and uh, like all drug movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much where I get my education from too. Yeah, so, uh, mate. We'll, we'll keep on that though. We'll definitely keep on that. Um, we will keep that on that. And if you are, as um, Simon mentioned, we there's some great articles, actually, a really good article on Bernie Sanders running um, that has just popped up on The Intercept, which is a great website run by a journalist who we got on to. His name's um, Jeremy Scahill, I think. He's won awards. Yeah, Jeremy Scahill. He's won lots of awards um, for basically... Just yeah, for journalism, clearly. But um, <laughs> this is his website. He's worked for all the like a lot of the majors and Benny Washington and all that. It's theintercept.com. It's got lots of stuff on it. I would go there, have a read, and also Google uh, Elliot Abrams, the guy that Trump has put in in um in charge of you know running yeah. this whole thing. Can I just say also, like I meant to draw the point or the raise the point that I think it's um, the whole thing, the timing of it all as well, 
is very convenient given um, that obviously Bernie will be probably Trump's biggest opponent, potentially, or Elizabeth Warren or one of the, one of the more yeah. progressive Dems, hopefully. And so yeah. framing this story about Venezuela in, like, there's also the rhetoric that what country has ever worked under socialism? Socialism's evil. Maduro is socialism. Like painting this picture of what socialism isn't effectively mm. in, in an attempt to like a preemptive strike on the upcoming election, you know, the presidential election, whenever it happens. Because obviously Bernie and, and a lot of his colleagues are running on a socialist democratic agenda, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, well, as far as the timing, there's no question that the timing is in is because of that. And yeah. you're gonna they criticize the US, they the US criticized the way that they had their elections, Venezuela previously, and there was an independent commission done into it to basically show that it's one of the most strict and almost foolproof uh way voting system. Right. That they have, they have like a crazily good voting system, which got this Maduro in. Um, so the US are going to criticise it, and they're going to be running with this up into the election, and they're going to push that Bernie can't, um, you know, be general and commander and whatever. Yeah, yeah you can see it's going to be happening. And what's just what's with what's with the world? Accepting that American go can go around doing this. This, this is, is what my craziest thing. This is exactly what I was hoping we'd actually get to because living in Australia with 20 million, 25 million people and some of the richest coal deposits in the world, um, why aren't we sitting here and going with Venezuela and saying, oh, shit, Look at what they've just done. They've said that the the uh, voting process is bullshit, and they've gone in and input and put in their own um, president, put in their uh, they've freezed all of their assets, freezed all of their money. So everyone who had money in Venezuela is now fucked. Like you know, no matter what, like even if you, you know, if you're a worker, whatever, you you're in trouble. Yeah, they've yeah. just completely come in and storm rolled it, uh, steamrolled it. Yeah, and if that doesn't scare you or cons- will concern you, you need to be fucking have your head red. But why? Yeah, I totally agree. But why? Why do we? Why are we still accepting America as this arbiter of good in the world when clearly they are the biggest offended as far as well, humans' rights abuses and what shit like that? Yeah, clearly, and. I think Russia and China aren't. I think India aren't. I think there's countries in the world that are probably not towing the American line. And I don't even know how to explain explain what I'm trying to say. But um, But shouldn't that be embraced in this climate? Like shouldn't we all be moving away from the American... Of course, man, but you just wonder how long those countries are going to sit idly by these powerhouses like a Russia, like a Venezuela, uh, like a China, and just sit by while America go in. Because poor old little Australia can't do shit. So we all get up in arms and we say, you know, Venezuela's got 35 million people or whatever. This is 
wrong what they're doing um, to the Venezuelan people and the government. What you need is is these other big powerhouses. What I don't, what, what I sort of question is why these other powerhouses are letting it happen. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever think about that? I'd sort of, I'm, off the top of my head, it would be. Like, why would China just be chilling and saying, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, US is going to go and kill another bunch of heap of people in the name of um, peace and get another huge oil deposit. And then why why would China buy off them? Like, why would China then purchase oil off them? Like, yeah, good point. Uh, It's a very good point. That is weird. Is it, I don't know. do they only care about their direct allies and shit like that? I'm not sure. I actually have no idea. <laughs> um, but you, you get what I'm saying as far as like there are other power. America's small. When yeah. You talk, when, when you talk about um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon they're actually these superpowers have leaders that have have two cell brain cells to wrap together. And they I think that for the good of the planet, they're not engaging America. At all, because they don't know. It's too unpredictable the reaction from America, and then it's less it's something. And they're just doing their own thing. Yeah, and staying out of it because if they were to go toe to toe to America, America might just, you know, give them the big fucking middle finger, send some warships off their coast, and then all of a sudden we've got World War Three going. You know? Why do? Why doesn't Mexico and South, like you know, South America, yeah, just be like, you know what, fuck this. We're getting all of our armies, putting them all together, and we're going to just fuck you guys up. Yeah, and then maybe getting Canada on board as well. Yeah, because clearly this Venezuela play, like from a location perspective and things like that for America, it sits very well. Yeah, but you mean like the actual location? Yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking, yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense why. Obviously, there's, there's other powers at B and all of this, but... And, yeah, you know, maybe this that. deal's already done. I kind of know. I really don't know. Like, what would... Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know. What no, would China yeah. gain from preventing that, you know? like? Oh, I think you've hit the right nail on the head and China are focusing on that Belt and Road thing, uh, Belt and uh, Road, which basically connects China through to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And will open up all the trade ports and things like that and basically create a whole new way that people cha- uh, trade across that those areas, which, yeah. whatever. Um, but I, I just think possibly that this deal with them taking Venezuela's oil with, you know, Halliburton and all, all that is already being made and it's just uh-huh. the Venezuelan people are just sort of a by. I guess we'll wait to see if that plays out. We'll wait to see. But, you know, what's what, what will happen now is the US will start funding, you know, minority parties and minority, yep. you know, army groups in Venezuela to fucking... Yep. Which they've done over and, and over and over again. Exactly, and with no responsibility whatsoever. So, hmm. Bloody happy days. I think a lot of these um, like alternate websites are really 
not alternate websites, but like these alternate news sources and all that. And a lot of the, this this uprising is just it's almost humorous in a way that a lot of it is just America discovering what the rest of the world thought of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like prior to um, them reading it on a website or getting it in a YouTube video or like hearing about how they funded all these freaking um, countries to kill innocent people and all, all that sort of stuff. Like the rest of the world never bought into the wars for oil. Like the rest of the world always like looked down on them for that. Yeah. It hasn't, it didn't stop. What do you mean? Sort of. So just nothing what happens, I'm sort of, even though no, no. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is there's like a with all the like alternate, there is a movement obviously with like alternate websites and alternate you know theories with things in the US, right? Yeah. Where people, Americans, more and more are realizing that holy shit, our country has um is committed tremendous, yeah, 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 yeah has committed serious yeah. war crimes against countries that fucking didn't deserve to have what was done to them and we just sat there and watched TV and just ignored it. What I'm saying is, is like, I don't know, I said it was humorous, but I'm saying the rest of the world basically knew that was happening. Like we were, we've been saying that for a long time, but they haven't listened, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So we've known it. Really? I feel like the rest of the world knows it. And understand. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. For but, a long yeah. time. And it's only just getting to the American people what had what they've been doing. With yeah. So act, actually from an outsider's perspective, it's known for a for a lot longer. And now the American people themselves are sort of waking up and realizing exactly. oh, we are tyrants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like out of twenty million people or twenty four million people at the time, we had a million people rally against going to the war. Mm. in protests across the country. We were never for the fucking Iraq war or anything like that. No, no, I remember. I remember it. Yes, I do. So, that's, that's so I think this definitely... is America waking up to what the rest of the world has said and has known about them. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. That's you're about to go in. Guess what? You're about to go into another fucking country and probably kill a lot of people in that the just name. Happens of, to be oil rich. Happens to be oil related, and you're going to do it via pushing the media and pushing shitty media stories so people believe it, and then you're going to do it all in the name of um, helping people. Yeah, that's so transparent and super. It's just. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I just find it really strange that they're still running with the same lie, you know? Because it works. Different. Yeah, well, it has worked. So if it ain't broke, I guess, don't fix it. But we'll see. It might break this time, hopefully. It might. Let's hope. Let's hope they don't get anywhere else. Uh, they don't get near Venezuela and just, as I think I said in the other podcasts or whatever, I was like, you got to get sort out your own backyard before you go on and stomp oh. and trying to fix other people's shit. It goes for your own house. Like, I know. I hate it when people come in and like, in America and they and that yet they've decided they are the moral compass of the world and the way. Trillions in debt. Just trillions in debt. And they're getting no. money from China sent over to them and they're getting heaps of money 
yet they're going to go do another war because I know it makes money for the private industry, but it's just going to fucking continue to keep them in debt. Like, it's stupid. They need to wake up. Fully, fully. It's, I'll tell you, though, like, responsibility has to start to be taken as a people. Uh, I, I just think responsibility has to start happening. If our government was doing this and our government is an ally, and I think if our government has any involvement with this Venezuelan shit, we should all be bloody protesting or yeah, doing what we can to yell at our dickhead Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Um, but, you know, you need to start taking ownership over what you're, what you're voting in, what you're approving, and what you're letting your government do. Yeah. At this point, it's the only way to make them accountable is the way you vote. Yeah, so exactly. Until we, until we, until the Brass Monkey Pod crystallizes our vision for a post-government world. Until then, until then, until then, that will be a weird world. Anything is possible, though. Anything is possible. Uh... So moving on, uh, Colin Kaepernick has settled um, with the NFL for a reported sixty to eighty million dollars. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good turnout considering the NFL didn't give him a chance. Like as far as winning that case, that's very good. Yep, I think it's very good that he's got some coin out of it. Uh, how about the NDA? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Non-disclosure agreement for people, yeah. I think that's not great. I think it sort of shows that he probably had dollars on his mind a bit. And it's that was my reaction too. There's probably a deeper level to it or something I'm not aware of because it does strike you like that off the bat, eh? I looked at the I'm with Cap shirts when they came out because I followed yeah. Kaepernick and 15% of the proceeds went to um, charities that support uh, black activism and things like that in yeah. sport. I fucking hope this guy doesn't pocket much of this money. Yeah. I know that sounds well, bad. He's got every right to pocket 60 mil. It probably um, does because it literally would come down to lost wages and potential earnings and all that, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it's like what you said the other week. Like, who needs more than X amount of dollars? He doesn't need $60 million. I totally um, agree. Yeah. No one needs $60 million. Um, like, I would, you'd, you'd, you'd take 10 or 15 and or whatever and then... So you could where I would tell the story, you know. And so what he's settled and he signed a non-disclosure agreement, which basically would have um, meant all of the sh- the emails that the um, the leaked emails that the apparent owners were sending, saying not to sign him and all that sort of shit. So he's got no chance of really proving that there was blatant. Um, racial prejudice and um, prejudice against his well, his movement is, in the NFL, which defeats the, result, the whole I think the result in itself proves that. It's just the details would be very handy to know. 
And it sort of, to a certain extent, lets them off the hook, which ain't great. No, it lets them off the hook completely, doesn't it? And Do you know what I mean? Like, by the fact that they've had to settle out of court, like, if they had nothing to hide, they wouldn't consider settling. You know what I mean? So Not for obviously. 60 bucks, even though it's a drop in the ocean for them. Yeah. So I think that, but yeah, this is a win for the NFL. Yeah, I know, which sucks. Mm. Yeah, it does. Like, and there's no way around that, eh? It's done and dusted. Like, is it? No. Yeah, we'd have to look into it, whether it's got a time clause in it or something. But yeah, oh, it's a bit shitty, eh? Yeah, a bit of a shitty end. Yeah, for what was a really strong and evocative movement like it was a really great movement it was and and it still is but yeah it's just a strange end to it yeah it's everyone thought and i definitely thought that it meant something but yeah clearly it's got to a point where either he's had enough or um I don't know. I would have thought a financial settlement with someone that was making $20 million a year is not what you were going for with all of this because he, he did. But it's not like he was strapped. He made shitloads while he was playing in the NFL and he got a Nike contract. So I don't know why a financial settlement. Um, yeah, it would be. Fucking good point. Yeah, would be why that would even, I'd even care about that. Yeah, it's like, okay, so I get $60 million. Okay, great. <laughs> Which we're gonna, you're gonna very see this quickly turn to what's he doing with the money? Yeah. Where's the money going? Yeah. It's gonna spin very quickly. Yeah, back on him. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I just, this is all reeks a little bit, but yeah. What can you do? That plays out actually. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, Mate, so you got any calling bullshit for this week, mate? Oh, shit. I don't have calling bullshit. Didn't I have one the other week that I didn't do? Yeah, that's ringing some vague bell. Have you got any? No. I mean, we we can't call it on just uh, mainstream media because it's, you know. No, because that's sort of what the whole podcast was doing. (laughs) It's true, yeah. Wasn't it? Um, Um... Oh, yes. I do have my calling bullshit. Sick. Yeah. And you calling probably don't experience this. Calling bullshit. Uh, you probably don't experience this in Melbourne because I don't have so many um, takeaway places, like like uh, chain takeaway. Well, they do, but not where you hipsters live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on getting upsized all the time. Uh, but yes, this yes. was actually this was actually when um like my uh a small coffee chain like not a big coffee chain kept on eating me up if I wanted an extra shot of coffee when I got like a regular coffee which has two shots of coffee in it and every time they like I'm driving th- it's actually a drive through coffee joint and um every time I go there they're freaking asking me if I want an extra shot of coffee and it drives me nuts. So I'm calling bullshit on you. Right, right. Do you feel right? Are you struggling in the willpower department? In that, no, instance? I don't want the conversation. The con, yeah. like, unless we're ha- unless we're chummy, well, not chummy, but unless we're like, how was your day, and blah 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 blah. But once I've said I would like this, I don't want to hear would you like X Y Z 
Yeah, yeah. What else is on? You know, like I would have ordered that. Yeah, I could, I could, I can relate to that. I mean, I can see your point. Um, probably, I mean, it's an inherent marketing technique, eh? Like used across the board, pretty much everywhere, and probably has a lot to do with. Hey. Added services. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's not cool. So, but in particular, me getting upsized coffees. uh, That's on. That's my real own grievance. I don't mind getting upsized anything else. So what? You're at KFC. You ordered the bloody (laughs) and yeah, give me that size. Would you like a large, sir? And you're like. Well, thank you very much. I bloody well do. What's in here? This is out, plays out. It's, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I've got no issue with that. I feel like KFC, I'm sweet, and like all those sort of places I'd be sweet with. It's just the fact with coffee, like chucking an extra shot of coffee in your coffee for no reason other than them trying to make you wired even more out of your mind. Um yeah, I'm just, I don't like it. I feel like it's a shitty play. So that's my call and bullshit. Don't you have any call and bullshits? Nah, not this week. Not this week. No. I'll have, um, I think something good for next time. Uh, yeah, no one's coming within my crosshairs this week. So lucky for the world. Yeah, lucky for all of them out there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Won't be lucky next week. That's right. Siren on the warpath. Yeah, I'll be actively looking for something to call bullshit on this week. Nice. Well, uh, that's the Brass Monkey podcast for for today. For today. Done and dusted. Write to us at info at brssmnky.com. Do it now. Hit us up on Insta. Um, yeah, because you know you want to talk about what we're talking about with your friends, so make sure they get on board. Share the podcast, promote conversation, tell us what we're missing with the Venezuela situation. Yeah, um, uh, you know, yeah, have a chat, hit us up, hit us up. Robe, say hello to your mum for me. I used to hate. Oh, look out! He's got a catch cry. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on you. Oh, that'll be a good one next week. Yeah, yeah. Alright, mate. Have a good one. Alright, good night. Yeah. Bye. Bye.